You feel it, you know it. D. Raw Productions. Sports Talk with D-Raw. What's up, people? It's your boy, D-Raw, and I'm coming to you with another episode of STWD, and you already know what it is, man. First, I got to get into these finals because my boy Giannis got him a ring, and what he did was very legendary. Everybody was out here disrespecting him. He came out with the 50-piece, you know what I'm saying? 50 points, 14 rebounds, 2 assists. Yeah, he did that thing. Oh, yeah, and let's not forget... Uh, Drew Holiday, he had 12 points, 9 rebounds, 11 assists. Chris Middleton had 17 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists. And Bobby Portis even came off the bench with 16 points and 3 rebounds. You got to respect that, bro. Oh, and man, my boy Tucker. Yeah, he ain't put up no points. I don't know how they keep doing it with him. I mean, he out here scoring no points, but they getting these dubs, bro. Uh, he had zero points. He had one assist and six rebounds in 36 minutes. Hey, my boy say he's just a defensive stopper, man. You ain't got to worry about him doing nothing else, but he going to lock down. So, I guess he did his, his dude, all right? Because uh, Chris Paul, he left it all on the floor. 26 points, five assists, two rebounds. I think re Chris Paul had about three turnovers. But uh, my boy Devin Booker, man, he got shut down. He played 46 minutes. 19 points, 5 assists, 3 rebounds, and he has 6 turnovers. Just disappointing, bro. And then, I keep getting on Michael Bridges because, I mean, to me, he simply just plays like a, a bench warmer. Well, I wouldn't even say bench warmer. Like, more like a 6 man or some kind of reserve of that, that order. Uh, he has 7 points, 2 assists, 6 rebounds. Pretty disappointing to me in my book. And then, Aiden, he came out with 12 points one assist at six rebounds and um i just feel like aiden didn't leave enough on the court defensively or offensively because as i said before aiden is the only person on that team that could perhaps even slow down Giannis. period he's the only athletic big they got hell he's really the only big that they can really depend on frank kaminsky can't play defense and Cameron Johnson, let's not get started on his skinny ass. So, you tell me, what 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 defense does the Suns actually have? I'm glad to say Cameron Payne had ten points off the bench, but honestly, I think I think that they should probably get an upgrade in the uh, backup backup point guard position because um, I mean we're looking at it. Chris Paul, he's Asian. Hell, I don't even think Chris Paul ever even have a shot to get back that far again. So this year, I really believe he was just lucky. Oh, and don't let me forget, Jay Crowder actually played the best out of everybody on the team. He had 15 points and 13 rebounds. Uh, have y'all realized that Jay Crowder actually plays the four? And Jay Crowder is probably, what, 6'8", if that? So, mad respect to that dude, man. Mad respect. But, hey, when the Suns start playing better defense, maybe they'll get them a ring. But until then, I just I just can't foresee 
them get anything done on that kind of level because that is just not in their their dictionary. I mean, Devin Booker, he plays just like James Harden. He he doesn't play any defense. So no one's gonna mention that, but it's pretty true. That's why every time the Suns get a lead, they always lose it. And they always lose a game. And then they lose the games by under 10 points uh, every game. This time, the final score is 105-98. So close, but not close enough. <laughs> close, but no cigar. Oh, and now that we got to you know, uh, mention all of that, of the finals, I actually got to mention the most hilarious thing of all things. P.J. Tucker beat every former Rocket in the starting lineup uh, from 2018. Meaning he beat James Harden. He beat uh, Ariza. He beat Chris Paul. And he also beat, who else did he beat, man? This dude beat everybody. I mean, he literally beat everybody that he played with in that starting lineup. Oh, he beat Clint Capella. How could I forget? He beat Clint Capella. Clint Capella got beat. And you know what? P.J. Tucker was the only one out of all them guys that got a ring. Now, you know what? If James Harden wasn't so much of a motherfucking hoe, the Rockets probably would be celebrating. I mean, I could literally be downtown right now with 100,000 people in front of the Toyota Center jumping in the street and drinking in the street and being drunk right now. But instead, since James Harden is a hoe, look at us. We, we sitting at home working on our roster and rebuilding. Now, getting to that point, I'm actually pretty happy. I'm pretty happy because once the finals was over, the new Rocket season started. And with the new Rocket season starting, that means it's the NBA draft. And I cannot wait until July 29th. Because that's when everything starts anew. July 29th, we get the pick with our second pick. And then there's also a lot of talk about the Rockets even um, making a deal for Damian Lillard. And you know what? I actually could see Damian Lillard in a Rockets jersey. And But the only way I could see Damian Lillard in a Rockets jersey is if, if the Rockets trade their first round picks of... This season, upcoming, I mean, of this year, uh, the 23 and the 24th pick, plus John Wall, and then maybe we can throw in like a Jayshon Tate or, uh, man, if I could ship off uh, Eric Gordon, uh, I'd lovely, I'll do that quickly. If I can give give them all of that and I get uh, Dame Lillard back, I'll take it. I'm going to tell you that the plus side about this Dame Lillard trade is Damian Lillard is under contract until 24-25. So, and I mentioned this a couple episodes ago, but that was when we were talking about him going, uh, I think, to the Lakers or to Dallas or something like that. But this Rockets thing could be very realistic because all the specs work out. And then let's not forget the Rockets have a lot of picks. They got a lot of picks from the Nets. A lot of pick swaps and all those things. So, the Rockets could really truly make a big deal. This uh draft. And 
even if it's not for Damian Lillard, it could be for anybody. I mean, you got three picks in the first round, and you got players that uh that they can send somewhere that um to a team that that think they're ready ready to compete where they can go compete for another championship like Miami. Maybe, you know, they can ship somebody out and get some picks and pull in somebody. Now, I don't want Tyler Hero because he was just really a, a big disappointment this season. But um moving on, I got to talk about this, man, and it, it really irritated me today and I've never ever heard this in my life ever. But it actually came down to a point where someone said that Blaine Gabbert is better than Colin Kaepernick. Blaine Gabbert over Colin Kaepernick? Like, come on, bro. Let's be serious. I mean, me and this dude went back and forth on Facebook, and it was me versus like 10 other people, and they was all saying Blaine Gabbert is better than Colin Kaepernick. But, well, let me get to the beginning. In the beginning, they said Ryan Tannehill is better than Colin Kaepernick. And I said, okay, maybe. That's what I said to myself. I didn't tell him that. I told him that, well, in 2016, 2016 Colin Kaepernick was probably a little bit better than 2016 Ryan Tannehill. This is all based off of uh, ratings on Madden. People was complaining on Madden, a video game, saying that Madden 22 is going to be the same game as Madden uh, has been a, the previous 10 years or whatever, et cetera, et cetera. And I said, uh, well, you got to, you, it's pretty debatable for Colin Kaepernick to be better than Ryan Tannehill. So then we went off and they was like, well, Blaine Gabbert replaced Colin Kaepernick. And I was like, okay, um, you got a point, but you forgot about the racial injustice stuff. That's why he had even, even had a chance to replace Colin Kaepernick. So this guy started saying how Blaine Gabbert was just better than him. And I said, bro, you really going to get disrespectful right now. I mean, you really going to disrespect Colin Kaepernick like that? Blaine Gabbert has never been better than Colin Kaepernick. And I mean on every level. College and pros. Never been better than Colin Kaepernick. And I'm going to get to that point. So. In 2016. Colin Kaepernick played 12 games. And he started 11. He only won one game. So in his 12 games or 11 games. He went 1 for 10. And. He threw for 2,241 yards. He threw 16 TDs and 4 picks. So, you want to know what Blaine Gabbert did that year after he replaced Colin Kaepernick in 2016? Blaine Gabbert went 1 for 4. He played 6 games, but he started 5. And he threw 5 touchdowns and 6 picks. So, you tell me if that ratio is better. A 56.9 complete percentage and a 59.2 completion percentage. Okay, pretty similar, right? But my ratio is 16 to 4, bro. I had 2,200 yards and you played 5, 6 games and you had 925 yards, but you basically threw a pick per game. 
So how are you better than me? Right? Just doesn't make sense. And then, just overall, they was like saying how he was just a better quarterback than Colin Kaepernick. So, I did some recap. You know what? Blaine Gabbert did in his best season. His best season came in Jacksonville, his rookie season. And the most yards he threw ever was 2,214 yards. He threw 12 TDs and 11 picks. What a fucking shame. So, you're going to say this guy is better than Colin Kaepernick, right? The man that didn't win a Super Bowl by default, but he actually took his team to the Super Bowl. Yeah, they lost and they got cheated against the Ravens when the lights went out and all that kind of stuff. But, uh, yeah, Blaine Gabbert got his Super Bowl by default by sitting behind Tom Brady last season. So, mind you, Colin Kaepernick threw for 3,369 yards in his best season of passing. And 2013, when they went to the Super Bowl, he threw for 3,100 yards, or basically 3,200 yards. He had 21 TDs. In 2013, 19, and 2014, and his ratios was 21 and 8, and 19 and 10. So, a whole lot better than Blaine Gabbert, right? And I'm not even talking Russian. We know, we know, bro probably ran for what it say here. He ran for 13 TDs in his career, but asking how many touchdowns did Blaine Gabbert run for? Blaine Gabbert ran for Three touchdowns so far in his career. But based on 2016, he had two touchdowns rushing. So, we look at that. I don't see a better quarterback than Kyler Kaepernick. I really don't. And then, so like I said, he was never better than Colin Kaepernick at any level. And I'm talking college. And I'm just going to give you his, I'm going to give you Colin Kaepernick stats career stats in college at Nevada, and his stats was 10,098 10, yards passing, 82 TDs, 24 picks, and he also ran for 59 touchdowns. Now, let's compare that to Blaine Gabbert, which somehow he got drafted in the first round with the 10th pick. Oh, and oh yeah, Blaine Gabbert played three seasons. He left early, so... Um, in his third season, with all his completions and stuff, he had 40 TDs and 18 picks. And he only had eight touchdowns rushing. So, there's no way, bro. Even, even if you broke down Colin Kaepernick's uh, seasons in fours, he's just light years better than him, man. Light years. I mean, not even... They, they shouldn't even be compared to each other. It's just ridiculous. Like, like somebody is really that remedial, bro. Like, you really thought Blaine Gabbert was better than Colin Kaepernick? Hell, I don't understand why this guy named Greg Ward Jr. wasn't taken uh, as a quarterback in the, in the NFL draft because his stats scream way better than Blaine Gabbert's. Greg Ward Jr.'s stats was 52-26. and 26 in college as a quarterback and passing and he had an extra 39 TDs rushing so hell I'd rather take Greg Ward Jr. as a quarterback hell he 5'11 you know who's 6 feet Drew Brees who gives a fuck so 
that goes back to me saying before that the NFL is only exposed to so many players and they, they expose themselves to who they want to expose themselves to. And honestly, man, a lot of people, they, they're uh, very unfair to a lot of the black players. I mean, because to me, Greg Ward was a decent quarterback. I mean, he was better than Blaine Gabbert. He actually was. He was more athletic, and we probably could say he was a more accurate quarterback, too. So, I mean, come on now. We got to look at this, man. You got to be more realistic about what's going on around us in, in the NFL, and, and the players got to speak out about this stuff, bro. It's, it's just really ridiculous. I'm looking at stat lines and proving stuff, man, for real. And let me not even talk about uh, Colin Kaepernick accolades and stuff. Because we all know he was a good quarterback. Let's not let's not get on that. Really. And then I want to get on the Houston Texans, man. I don't know if you heard about it. So the Houston Texans, they basically made a deal for fans if you sign up as a season ticket holder. So from now on, uh, instead of fans having the ability to just stand outside early in the morning to... Uh, see the Texans practice in that early, hot August heat. Um, now fans actually have to be a season ticket holder to even experience something that was forever free for the last, what, 20 years. So now you got to pay money just to go stand in the August heat of Houston. And if you're from Houston, you've been in Houston, and you know, you know how hot it is out here, bro. In August, come on, man. It's ridiculous. So they did that because, <laughs> to be honest, don't nobody want to be a Texan fan anymore. I mean, all the decisions they make are just ridiculous. It makes everybody turn their head and go the other way. So I think the only way we're going to get happy as fans at this point is, I, I know this might sound crazy, but it's if we trade the Sean Watson. Because the trading Deshaun Watson would actually give us the ability to gain several picks. And those picks could consist of um, picks from Philadelphia. Because Philadelphia, I've heard, has been strong on Deshaun Watson. And I can actually see Deshaun in Philadelphia. And I would take Deshaun if I was them. And give up those two first round picks. And give up those two second round picks. Uh, and some extra picks and some players. Hey, they can go ahead and send us uh, the quarterback back to Houston. Because he's from Channel View. Man, I can't even think of his name. Jalen Hurts. Let's take Jalen Hurts and bring him home. That's a win for us. And with that being said... The update on Deshaun Watson from Tony Busby, the lawyer that complains and says that Deshaun got all these allegations and that Deshaun did this and Deshaun did that with a massage therapist. This is his shout out at Deshaun. This is actually his words. He said, I'm not a big spy guy and I abhor someone I don't know touching me, but I had been at the beach and had some time to kill 
while Frances had her spa time. She loved spa time. So at her urging, I had what they call the grounding massage. Here at Amazoni, or Amazoni, wherever he's at, for 90 minutes. Sounds like he's at a sex parlor. It was actually nice and relaxing. I fell asleep, but no, it was professional. I made no weird demands. I didn't grind on the table. I never fully disrobed, and I never acted like an antenna horny teenage boy. I'm also quite sure Tina, the massage professional, didn't feel threatened, degraded, or uncomfortable in any way. Massage therapy is a legit profession, and it's made up of trained professionals trying to earn an honest living. That's how it should be. You know what, Tony Busby? You sound like a real pedophile right now. And the fact that you're all over Deshaun Watson's dick is just ridiculous. I mean, bro, give it up. We know we know Deshaun didn't do all that. Now, I'm not saying that he didn't pay for no girls because he is an NFL athlete. And I think he might have gave it a shot. I mean, name someone out there with a bunch of money that has not and I mean has not tried it at all. I know he's tried it. But to say that Deshaun raped anybody or made them uncomfortable, that's the last thing Deshaun did. If anything, they got very comfortable with him. And that's all I'm going to say about that. And to move on, I want to talk about my boy Deion Sanders. You know, he uh, just had this episode with uh, the press at Jackson State. And they complained that, um, you know, they called him Dion instead of Mr. Sanders or Coach Sanders. And his words was, don't call. They said, you don't call Nick Saban. Nick, don't call me Dion. So I understand where he's coming from. But, I mean, come on, prime time, bro. We've been knowing you as prime time from the beginning. We've been knowing you as Dion or Neon, Dion, whatever you want to call him. That has been his name for the longest. I mean, for the last 30 years, people have been calling Dion Sanders that. So that's what, you know, that's what his name pays. And I understand what he's saying, though. I mean, adult for adult, respect for respect. And, and this is pretty much his words, too. And he said, he said, if you call Nick Saban, Nick will get you cussed out on the spot. So don't do that to me. Treat me like Nick, which is fair, because what he said was respect is something that you must demand and stand for. Give respect and honor those that should be respected. And if you don't respect them, don't allow your feelings to escalate the situation to something else unhealthy. Always maintain your peace and enjoy because it costs you dearly and don't allow anyone or anything to take that away. Learn to walk away and see another day your way. That's the truth. Truth in and all that, man, it takes you a long way. Just respecting each other, treating people how you want to be treated. Um, and that's all Dion is really asking for. Look, here I'm calling him Dion. I guess I call him Dion because my name Dion, so I'm comfortable with that. But, uh... It's it's just it's just a respect thing, man. And and I think about it, you know, being being a uh, a player or a student of the game, you always call the people that taught you the game coach, you know. And even the press, they usually say, "Hey, coach, 
Nick or, or I mean Coach uh Saban or whatever, they don't never uh address them for their first name. So I think fair is fair and, and that's just a part of the, the, the game. He he deserves that respect, you know. So moving on from that man, I, I just think that's that uh should really be um be something that should be passed on to through through the sports world and, and everybody should be treated equally. And um you know, there's one last thing I had to touch on. Well, actually, two last things. You know, I know uh, some of y'all may have heard about um, Russell Westbrook going to the Lakers. And I actually think that might be a good idea for him because he get to go back home. And I was just wondering how would that combination of LeBron James and Westbrook actually work out? That would actually be pretty interesting. You know why? Because... LeBron might actually get him one more ring with Westbrook because Westbrook, one thing he do has is killer instinct. And you ain't got to worry about Westbrook passing the ball, bro, to take that last shot, LeBron, because Westbrook going to do that, and he going to give you 110%. Now, what he is going to do is he's going to miss a lot of shots, and he's going to take a lot of dumb shots. But you know what? I like to see that. Send him over there to L.A. This shit going to be turmoil. Ah. <laughs> uh, so, the last thing I also want to talk about, man, is this Astros thing. You know, everybody keeps saying that Astros cheated and stuff like that. And uh, not too long ago, our former player, Evan Gaddis, actually spoke out about the MLB as a whole, as a league. And he actually mentioned how the Astros are not the only team that cheats. He said everybody cheats. But... Everybody exposes things that they do differently. And everybody cheats so much that every team that's contending already know what they're doing. So it's no secret around the league that the Astros were doing what they're doing. But it's also no secret that the Dodgers are cheaters as well. Ha <laughs> ha. He also went to mention that he said that he had a lot of former teammates that took offense to the players from other teams, such as the Dodgers' Cody Bellinger, saying the Astros didn't win their World Series. But you know what he said? He said, there's a lot of people in our clubhouse who have called to other people from the Dodgers' clubhouse and said, hey, you need to clean up your shit because, yo, we know, bro, why you got to be like that? Ha ha, Dodgers fans, L.A. fans. You're over there always up on the Astros, so high on your shit, but looks like y'all are cheaters too. Huh, so sad. Yeah, maybe the MLB should investigate y'all championship as well as the, um, you know what? More so y'all championship, but I think they should definitely investigate the Washington Nationals championship because it still irks my brain to this day how... We was doing so good against the Nationals, and then it's like, you know, they just uh hit a stride. I mean, they was up two, like they was like up two zero, and then we came back, and we was up three to two, and then all of a sudden they just hit a stride. And then, then let's not even mention the fact that they barely even made the playoffs, bro. So I know teams get hot, but hmm, Washington Nationals. And now look at them. They're trash. Such an interesting discussion.
Well, 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 people. That is the end of this discussion with Sports Talk with D-Raw. And it's your boy D-Raw. And I'm about to sign off. But before I sign off, I want to make sure y'all all like and subscribe. Listen to my podcast. Look at our videos when it's me and Real Talk Ricks on here. Because we got to go in on everything. And we're going to keep it real 110%. And as I am right now, giving it to you as a whole 110%. Come back and listen. Because it's Sports Talk with D-Rock. Signing out.